Hello friends, so excited to tell you about the new Trade Show University YouTube channel where we have five-minute pro tips, we've got longer training episodes, we've got expert interviews, and so much more coming up. Many of these video versions of the podcast episodes that you've enjoyed, plus there's videos there of content that is not available on our podcast, so please go to YouTube, search for Trade Show University, hit subscribe, and binge on those videos, which, which I have designed to help businesses get more leads, more sales, and more profits through the power of trade shows. So go find Trade Show University on YouTube and tell a friend. Get ready to have your minds blown. Get ready to take notes. You are at an advanced level, graduate level university course today. <laughs> You're here at Trade Show University. I welcome you back. This is Jim Sturbeck, your host. Today I have two guests on who are going to be talking about, now we've heard about B2B and B2C, but they're here to talk about H to H, human to human, and the way it's going to completely transform our events and even our company cultures. This is one you do not want to miss. So my two guests are Tim Simpson from the design group at Merit's Global Events and Danny Hardman from Production Resource Group, also known as PRG. Really honored to have them both on today. Do yourself a favor, hit that subscribe button so you do not miss an episode and share this with others. Tell other people about this episode. By the end, you're going to be like, we need to get this in the earbuds of some of our colleagues. And if you're here for the first time, I welcome you. I welcome you and I invite you to head over to my website to see all the episodes that we have. We've got over 150 episodes. You can go there and find the topics and binge. And uh, the way to do that is go to tradeshowu.biz slash episode. That's tradeshow, the letter U, dot B-I-Z slash episodes. That'll take you right to the episodes guide where all episodes, all over 150 episodes on one page sorted by category for you to find exactly what you're looking for. So go there, check that out. And now let's get into our interview with Tim and Danny. Welcome back, everybody. I am excited for this episode for a lot of reasons, and you are just going to be, you're in for a treat today, is we're going to be talking about a really, really cool topic, and that is not B2B, not B2C, but how about H to H, human to human? And what does that mean? And, and why is it important for the future of events going forward? And I have on two guests today. So you got double impact today. We've got Tim Simpson and Danny Hardman. Tim is a global creative innovator and marketer with roots in a variety of industries and practices with an MFA in poetry and an eclectic and varied background. Tim brings something unique to any organization looking to build an icon brand and foster smart original programs and initiatives. He has been recognized with awards by Smart Meetings, Site, TMSA, and others for his work and leadership. And Danny, Danny is the Business Development Director at Production Resource Group. He's held senior roles at several global event general contractors and production companies and spent most of his last 20 years networking and connecting professionals in the event industry. He is truly a sales guy that leads with his heart. Gentlemen, I just am so thrilled to have you both on today. Welcome to Trade Show University. Say hello to all the event professionals out there. 
Hello, yo, yo. thank you. I'm <laughs> glad to be here. This is the problem of doing a Zoom with three people. You got uh, people talking over one another, but that's all right. It's going to be amazing either way. So thanks again, guys, for uh, for joining me today. So human to human, let's start there. Let's uh, describe and define what is human to human, and why. And then why is it important? So uh, this is Tim, and I'll start us off. And you know, it's funny, uh, Jim. You know, if you were to Google the term human to human, you know, the pretty much the thing you'll find is is some uh, a whole bunch of sort of academic language about human to human marketing, quote unquote. And if you read, if you start to find the common de definition, it's this premise that, you know, every business or and, and consumer, nonprofit, government body is creating a relationship with a living, breathing, actual human being. Oh, shocking, right? What? Shocking premise. <laughs> Prop, shocking. And um, and and what I think what the whole idea is, is that it attempts to sort of tap into this human element that like connects with us at this level of emotion and and create this complete relationship. Right. And. And I started thinking about, I've been thinking about this for probably about, I don't know, the last 15 years of my career and all the various areas, uh, areas and roles that I've had. And Danny and I have gotten to talking about this. And, you know, I think it's actually kind of a funny and maybe a, a little bit slightly inauthentic kind of topic or not topic, but ideal that there's this thing called human to human. And somehow we think that that can get solved in any other medium other than face-to-face -face events. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I love, I think one of the funny tips and tricks that you might read about is like humanize your chat bots. I mean, come on, like, you know, <laughs> like it's the most ridiculous thing I ever heard. Right. So, and I think that, and I think that really what we, when we think about it, I don't know if there's necessarily a working definition for the events landscape around what human to human is, because it's so inherent to what we do. But I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of sort of leading ideas and thinking around where we're, especially coming out of this pandemic about what that, what that might look like for this, the event space and the experiences space going forward. But Danny, what do you think? Yeah, absolutely. As I think about human to human and, and human to human relationships, even in general, it, it reminds me, of course, of why I even entered this space to begin with. I mean, I, I know like Tim and I, we've also talked about this kind of stuff over many, many conversations, but like that was the draw for people like us to even get into this business. And, and it's more than a business thing too, Jim and Tim, if, if I am to get a little like new agey or weird or philosophical or, and I, and I do that. I have a tendency to do that. Yeah. It's just that, you know, it's a, it is a philosophy of being. And as I, as you said in the intro, like I'm a sales guy that, that leads with my heart, everything to me, whether it's business or it's just how we're operating day to day, it is we need to keep our heart centered on what it means to be you know, real people and have human to human relationships and interactions. And to me, what, what I love is working with professionals like Tim, who can take, you know, that new agey piece that got me into this business. And then we can work together with, with customers to, you know, create experiences and events that are, that are really facilitating human to human relationships, conversations, and commerce across the globe. So that's a crazy answer and I'm a crazy dude. And that's what I'm all about when it comes to human to human. I hope that's an okay answer. That's you know? an awesome answer. I love it. I love it. it I remember years ago, it just, I, I've been in B2B my, in my entire space, my entire career. And 
having people say, well, you can't say that because this is business. I'm like, but I'm not, we're not selling to a business. We're selling to a person. There's a person on the other end who's actually making that decision that we need to connect with. That's right. And I think about what, what example that comes to mind, and this is not, not a, a true you know, sales thing, but when you're on a, a flight on Southwest, they are irreverent. They make fun during the security briefing, you know, yeah. telling where, where everything is at. And, you know, and, and if your life vest doesn't, doesn't fill up, then just, you know, dog paddle until you, until someone comes to you, you know, things like that. And, but that is connecting with people, connecting with, with humans. It's so important. And especially in the event world. Yeah, I agree with that, Jim. And I, I would, I would add on to that. It's I, I had a similar sort of thing happen, right? When I came out of college in the year 2000, I went to work and I went to work at an ad, ad, advertising agency. And like, you know, I'm thinking, hey, this is going to be a great place where we can like, you know, talk like real people to real people. And I quickly realized like, no, that's not, that's not, what, that's not what people wanted to do. And then, so I left there and went into a corporate job leading, doing organizational transformation work, right? Change management process, re-engineering, people change and you know, that's when I started to really, for me, early stage in my career, sort of develop this point of view around that, about the importance for organizations to, to connect at the human level and how are we going to, and start to thinking about how do we break down those barriers to actually expressing the, the real thing that, it, that is human, right? You mentioned that I have a master's of fine arts and poetry, and, and I did this study when I was in grad school, and uh, it was about the poetry of the Vietnam War. And what I, I studied was the, the differences between what the North Vietnamese, South Vietnamese, and American soldiers were saying about the war, and all under this premise from a quote that William Carlos Williams said, right, which is that it is miserable, it is difficult to get the news from poetry, yet men die miserable every day for lack of what is found there. So starting to think about how do you uncover like what is the real news that people want about the real things that matter, not mm. the, you know, the fake news, quote unquote, or the blah, 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 and all the stuff right. that we get every day, but the stuff that matters, the human stuff that yes. we deal with and that we don't openly necessarily speak about. And I think that's why at a point in my career, when I started thinking about the future and as we move so far into this digital realm, I started saying, you know, like, Really, what's true to me, where is this idea that we can cause and create transformations for people, and we can actually have people be better versions of themselves, and the best medium for that is face-to-face. -face. And so that's kind of where, you know, I found myself then now working with the Design Studio by Merit's Global Events, and I really do believe that at the heart of everything is people, and that no two people are the same. <laughs> no two that's people have the sure. same voice, the same perspectives, you know, and I think that's you know, that's the, the, the real fun and, and exciting challenge of it. Right. So, and that leads me on a whole nother tangent, but I'll, <laughs> I'll pause there for a second, you know, I, I love, I love what you say and, and, and the way you speak about it. And I also like that you pull from this background of, of like deep thoughts, right? I mean, your background really sets you up for an interesting way to have conversations with businesses in, in this human way and uncover what you said, Tim, this human stuff, Right. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm curious and maybe um, it would help to, you know, kind of think about this. Like, I, as I told Jim and, and, and Tim, as you know, why I really enjoy working with you from the, the production side at, at PRG is because you guys are able to uncover those magical pieces that make these events. We also, of course, are big believers that the people are everything. And over here, 
We're about the people with the abilities and the ability to choose the right talent and equipment to marry up with the vision as designed. And I just mm -hmm. wonder, like, can, can you riff a little bit? Because I know, Tim, I know your audience will benefit from it. Can you riff a little bit about, like, what does it mean to uncover these, that human stuff in that process? Like, what is that yeah. about? Well, I think, you know, the one thing I like to, I, you know, at the design studio, we're really big on the work of Jim Gilmore and we've collaborated deeply with him, right? The, the author of the experience, the co-author of the experience economy. Yeah, yeah. And in their book, they talk about the progression of economic value, right? And as you move up the ladder, you know, you go from extracting commodities, right? So if you think about somebody who's extracting stone from the, you know, from the earth, like a quarry, right? And then you think that the next la up, ring up the ladder is this idea of making goods. So somebody takes that stone and turns it into countertops or tiles or whatever, right? Floor decking and things of that nature. Then if you move up the next chain up the ladder is this idea of delivering services. So somebody actually brings that to you and installs it, right? <laughs> and all of that. And, and probably in that industry, it's a bad analogy. You know, I don't know what it would look like to stage an experience. Maybe it's like, you know, bring, bring you into my warehouse and let you experience all these things and 3D renderings of your project and let you like, that could be an experience, right? And then the ultimate level of the progression of economic value where the greatest amount of economic value is generated is in this idea of guiding transformation mm -hmm. and i think it's one of the reasons why we've been saying and i've been sort of out saying that experience design is dead in our industry and i think that what we have to start dealing with is is that experience design has become sort of like status quo this thing that we we, we do but it's kind of like a little bit of putting lipstick on a pig, right? It's like, it, it doesn't change that it's a pig or uh, icing on the mud pie. It doesn't change that it's mud under there. You can scoop yeah. all the icing, and but it doesn't change the fact that it's that. And I think that's what a lot of what experience design has sort of has kind of deteriorated to. And what we really have to deal with is that the future of guiding transformation, like that human beings, people, right? Human to human, what they want is to associate themselves with organizations, communities, brands, whatever you want to call it, that help them reach their aspirations. Now, there's kind of twofold to that. So the work that I get to do and that Danny and I have gotten to collaborate on with some of our clients, it's been really fun. And I think that's what Danny's talking about is we spend a lot of time trying to get into the, the, the whole the understanding the whole person. Mm -hmm. And some of our clients have really adopted this and some still kind of resist it, but <laughs> the future really is in this idea that, you know, what we, what we need to be doing, thinking about is this idea that the whole person is comprised of personal values, personality profiles, learning styles, aspirations and goals, both personally and professionally, that they have interests, they have buying behaviors and all that. And if we really want to design experiences that reach through and touch somebody, like really connect them at the level of emotion with our brand and our, and our purpose, then we've really got to understand them. We've got to do a lot more work at understanding them. That's where I think we in the event space have an opportunity to borrow a lot from what, you know, organizations like Apple do in, in, in designing their devices, right? They don't mm -hmm. just like, you know, hey, new technology, let's throw it out at people. No, they right. like watch, they listen, they ask, they watch, they listen, yes. they ask. And it's this constant evolution of understanding that. Otherwise, we maybe never would have gotten the flashlight on our phone. You know, who knows, right? I mean, it's one of the best things that ever got put on the iPhone for me. <laughs> um, right? So I think, that's, I think that's the thing is like we, I think that kind of roundabout way to say, Danny, it's like, I think the future of, of what we do in this industry is about guiding transformation. I really believe that. 
that in order to do that, we've got to do a much better job of understanding people. And that to me is human to human. Let's like, you, you know, that's humans designing for humans, you know, humans creating opportunities for humans to collide and collect and community and communicate and do all those things. Wow. You, you, oh my gosh, there's so much here. <laughs> the tra- when, and I, and I, I'm going to focus on the word transformation because I'm thinking about event planners and all, all the way down to exhibitors and this human to human, you're talking about complete transformation on both ends. So if mm. anyone that's listening to this and going, I get it, this is amazing. This is, this is mind blowing stuff, but we need to transform as a a company, as an organization, as a culture, before we can even attempt to try to create that experience, that that human-to-human experience that is going to happen for the people on the other end of the equation, for our exhibitors, for our sponsors. So it's it's going to take complete transformation and mind shift. Here's a question for for you. Where, Where do they start? What questions do they need to be asking themselves as a company to help go down that that uh, human to human path. I mean, I, I don't know, Danny. I'll just start, and then you could jump in. I think, mm-hmm. I think that one of the things that we've got to start to come to terms with is like what the core purpose of our events is for, and what we often see. And this look, this is not a bad thing. This is me saying what I'm about to say is not a bad thing, and it's not like, hey, you know, and it probably resonate with people. It's like the reality is, no matter how much we think we're designing for people and we're putting our events on for people. The reality is, is that what comes always comes first at the at the sort of initial discussions, planning discussions and the discussions of budgets and all of that is what will this give us? What will this give us? And unfortunately, when we start with what does this give us, we miss the opportunity to say, what do we get to give people? And if and in giving people that, what does that give us? It's a slight shift, mm. but But that little bit of dialogue shift, you know, like, and I know some organizations that are doing this, having this conversation, a couple of them that I've worked with throughout my time with the design studio, and they're having these conversations. And these are not easy conversations at the board level, right? Or at the boardroom level. Asking the question of, of I have just working with one of my uh, close friends who's become a close friend who started as a client, you know, she and I, she was telling me that she had, she put together this sort of exploration with her, her, her executive team, the C-level team at her very law association. Okay. And they started to explore and they do trade show and expo and they do a conference and the whole thing. And they have a series of conferences and expos and all the whole thing. And, you know, so she went in and said like, let's t- explore what the core purpose of our event program and our, and our overall events are for. Not a single one of the executive leaders could align on what it was. Wow. Mm. And so every, and so I think the reality is is that, you know, we've going to have to shift like this, the mindset shift is going to have to come for them. This idea of being like, what's in it for us, you know, like, what's like, what are we going to get to, what are they going to get and how does that benefit us? I mean, I think that's, it's really kind of that simple, although that's really hard, right? (laughs) Danny, what do you think? Yeah. And, and, and just as human beings, sometimes like the simplest things are, are the hardest. And when it comes to transformation, whether it's, we need uh, to change our diets or we need, you know, we need to manage some part of our personal life. I always make those parallels between business and, and personal life. I tell you, Tim, as Tim and I have partnered over the years and, and servicing, you know, I, Tim, I'll say it, I'll say it right here for everybody. I mean, I've considered you a mentor and somebody I can look to and learn from. 
And what I'll, what I'll share here for, for Jim and for the benefit of your audience too, is not only what are the questions to ask, um, you know, I used to think that the one question was just like, why are we doing this? Just like, you know, like, and it was just like surface level, like, like a book from a general session, like a speaker is just like, start with why, right? Whoever, <laughs> like, it was always just very textbook, but like, what was underneath that? What, what was, what did that really mean? And it really, Tim taught me, it really meant exploring, you know, but there were ways to explore and there were intelligent questions to ask. And there were ways to help people almost like lead to the water. You can't force them to drink, but you can lead them to the water and present all these options for where their event could go, where their brand could go, and uh, how you could align and coordinate all their resources and also get on the same page mentally, because that can also be the hardest part sometimes, right, Tim, for transformation. It's yeah. intimidating, guys. I've tried to transform every day I wake up. I'm trying to transform something personally, right? Now, <laughs> extend that across a corporation with different minds and opinions coming together in this effort of human coordination to create a brand event. It's, it's, it's mind-boggling and overwhelming. And that's why I see great merit in somebody like Tim and his team to help folks sort it out. It's almost like going to a therapist. Hey, my life's a little off course. I know what I want to be, but I can't figure out how to get there. I don't even know the questions to ask anymore. <laughs> and the pandemic's really got me squirrely and upside down, right? Like, there's it's just a beautiful thing. And thanks for letting yeah. me riff riff off that. I love minute, that. Guys. But I think you know what you 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 kind of speak to something also, Danny. That and it kind of builds on Jim's question, his original mm -hmm. question. It's like you know where do you start? So I think yeah. What the one place, right? Not just what's in it for us, what's in it for them and what does that give us? That's the first mm -hmm. thing. But I think the second thing is, is we've got to move away from doing it for people to doing it with people. Mm -hmm. So one yes. of the biggest, and, and this has been true for the way we approach things at the design studio for, you know, a decade now. And I've had the opportunity of working with clients where we actually bring members of their audience and their community into our collaboration sessions and into our, you know, strategy workshops. And let me tell you, those moments, you want to, nothing will help you amplify the transformation, like the real life human being sitting there at the table with a voice. And, and, and if you even think about some of the work, like again, Jim Gilmore and Joe, and Joe Pine in that book, you know, one of, they wrote a recent article in HBR sort of speaking on this idea. And one of the quotes from their article was transformations are achieved in partnership with the person seeking the transformation. Ah, uh, yes. Yep. So I think one of the things that we've promoted and have many a times had clients align with, I can think of, you know, uh, a, a large healthcare organization for a corporate organization who had gone through a merger and acquisition. They did their event. It did not go well. Right. And as we started to explore, well, what happened and why did that go well? What we uncovered was like this, that, that the fabric that makes up corporate culture is so thin and delicate. If you don't attend to it really powerfully and it intentionally, you can screw it up and get it off kilter and rip it and all those things. That's what happened, right? I've believed that my whole career. It was easy for me to see it with her and with the client. And I said, what if we did this? What if we brought your team, your marketing team, some of your leaders and members of the the two organizations that rep like you know from the sales organization to the table we had 35 people in the room two days we dove in we uncovered all kinds of stuff but it wasn't just stuff that was going to impact the event it was stuff that was going to impact the brand 
stuff that was going to impact how they communicated internally, the kinds of education they were to do year all year, the insights that the executive leaders gained. I mean, it literally led to a transformation of how they thought and acted and, and the culture of their sale selling organization. And then that all materialized a year later, or not even a year later, six months later in the event, which I actually had the privilege to go to and see come to life. And everyone was saying unanimously, like this was like no other experience we've ever been to with our company. That's a transformation. And it doesn't always have to be hard. We, I think we oftentimes think that transformations are scary and, mm -hmm, you know, like mm -hmm. there's that, there's that metaphor that, right. That like a, a caterpillar, a caterpillar becoming a butterfly when it's in the cocoon, right before it transforms into the butterfly, it's the closest to death than it, that it ever gets to before it dies. Like it's mm -hmm. literally like almost dead and then boom, it transforms. For sometimes like the trans, if we think about our own personal times in our lives where we've transformed, man, it can, it can really suck, you know, like it yeah. cannot be, but it doesn't have to be hard and it doesn't have to suck, right? Bringing people to the table. I'm going to give you one more example. There was a, an association I did work with and the, the, essentially what they're facing was 50% of their audience was going to fall off the retirement cliff, right? That they were going to lose 50% of their audience. And I said, let's have members in the room when we do this. And I'll never forget so you had the entire, like all the rep leaders of the association, the education and membership and blah, 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 data marketing and all them. And I'll never forget like the leader of the education kind of education component of these going on this tangent, like we need education and we can't change the education and no, it's so important and banging the table. And so like, and she was all, and I mean, I, like I was, I felt her passion and she really believed what she was doing and all of a sudden the one one of the members this really nice young man who was just so quiet and kind of laid back and I, I mean i didn't expect this but he like slams his hands on the table stop stop this i'm telling you right now i do not need your events for your ce credit i can get those anywhere but what i need your event for is to help me connect with my community what he was really saying is is i need to connect me human to others human that can help me be better to help me learn, to help me transform. And so that was like a moment where like the entire dynamic of that room shifted, the entire focus shifted. And what we were able to do is move into a whole new realm of strategy and planning and then ultimately design, right? But that's the power of having people at the table, you know? So, so true and so powerful that do it with them, bring them in, bring your, your, you know, your stakeholders, you have stakeholders at different levels, but really the people that you're serving is what it's all about. You know, Dan, you brought up yeah. such a great point as to, you know, why are we doing this? And usually it's a very selfish, self-serving goal that we have, <laughs> but it's, well, no, we have members, we have exhibitors, we have a whole community out there that we're putting this thing on for, right. let's bring them to the table. And then I, there's a, a, an example or a, an exercise I've heard that kind of goes along the, the line of what you said. You ask yourself why, but then go go deeper. Go seven layer, levels deep. Ask yourself why, and then you get that answer. You're like, okay, well, why why that? And then go yeah. deeper again and just keep going down until you get to that core. It's like, yeah. oh, we're here to serve our community. That's the you know that's that's why we exist, and yep. let's bring some of them to the table. And Tim, you just you say it so brilliantly. Just that one person that, that that's got that is the person you're serving brings that unique perspective and says, "Well, that's that's not what I need." And that's yeah. what and and you might all of a sudden your minds are blown, going, "Well, that's what we build this whole thing around is around the education part." And 
that's not what you need and oh okay but it's a bonus oh if it's there then great i love that i love that what's what makes your event special i get this connection but now i get to go to the ce get my ce credits and and it makes me makes it just so much more valuable to me but that's an ancillary thing that just is kind of added on yeah just great and, great stuff and, here and jim i would say one more answer to your question and i know you probably are hoping to close this episode out so it doesn't go too long so but <laughs> i'll be quick so i mean honestly i think the you asked the two questions you asked that question and so we we kind of gave two ideas there i think the third idea is that you know no matter how much we think we understand the people we're building our experiences for we need to challenge ourselves uh, to believe that we don't we actually need to take the case that we don't and we need to do the work to to understand their preferences, their behaviors, the whole person that they are, the personal and the professional, so that we can really reach through with the event experience and touch them mightily and deeply in different levels. And here's a really quick, uh, good example. I had, I was spoke at the PCMA convening leaders this past September and, or January, I mean, geez, September, what the heck, uh, January. <laughs> and, and, you know, I had, uh, I had somebody on my, on my, in my session with me and I had invited to present with. And I had said to her, I'm like, you know, you think, you know, but you really don't, you have a lot, you and your team have a ton of assumptions about your audience. And she's like, huh? And so she went back and started thinking about that. And so she then got her team together and they did this whole exercise of listing out all their assumptions. And then they went out and asked their audience to, to either validate or invalidate all the assumptions they believed. And you know what they, they found out they, they were dead wrong in almost every case about what, who their audience was. Wow. And and so that was like this eye-opening moment for their team. And let me tell you, like that person I'm talking about, she is an extraordinary strategist. I mean, her name's Megan Fennell at MGMA. She's really extraordinary. I mean, she get. I've worked with her a lot. And so, and she's, but the fact that even that, that at her level and at her tenure and her experience and what she's doing, there's still this not knowing, you know, our job is to like, our job should be to continue to like shine lights into the blind spots we have. That's what's going to open up the opportunities about who about about the opportunities to facilitate and guide this transformation that people want, you know. So I think you know, and that's one of the big things that I work on oftentimes with clients is doing uh, design studies. We call them design studies, but it's really this idea of like we develop customized questions to go out and uncover who these people are at the at the level of human, so that we can really understand what are the differences. My favorite example of this, Jim, and the last thing I'll say on this is. One client said, we are, we totally believe that our audience is different based on generations, that our boomers are different than our millennials, than our exes. And I said, oh, really? Okay, cool. So we went out and, and, and in this design study, we asked, we asked a lot of questions, but one question we asked is uh, to, around personal values and trying to understand where they fall on this sort of this continuum. And we have a, a framework for this, right? Kind of puts them into a couple of different buckets of different values types. And when we broke those down at the level of generation, okay, boomer, Gen X, Y, blah, 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 millennial, what you see is, is that people are no, the, 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 the variations, the percentages of who they are at the level of values doesn't change at the level of generations. So it helps to dispel an assumption. And what it says is that values transcend generations. So then what is it really? Well, what it really is, is that what I want at this stage of my career is different than what he wants at his stage of career. What he, he or she wants to do at a later stage, maybe wants to mentor and grow and, and 
coast and the person here wants to learn and connect and grow. Well, how do you then give those people to fulfill what they want, but giving them different purposes? I mean, these are the kinds of things. And if we can do that, we can give them greater opportunity to contribute to those communities. And you don't actually have to guide the transformation. They do it for you. Mm. So you see what I mean? It's just like so many opportunities, but we've got to, to Danny's point, we've got to ask the right questions. We've got to be curious. We've got to be willing to give up that we know anything, you know? And I think the, 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 those of us who, who really get it, like, or who are, are getting it right now and moving forward, we don't lead with, we know we lead with, we don't know. And that it's all about to Danny's point discovery, you know? So this has just been so transformational for me. It's been great. I love the dialogue. I love uh, everything you're saying. Coming in with that that childlike faith is really what you have to go come in. The brand new eyes and looking at things a completely different way. And that's uncomfortable for a lot of companies. A lot of companies have been around for a long time. They're, this is, could be very, very uncomfortable from a culture standpoint and and almost as, uh, as that level of vulnerability that we don't know. We, we want your input. We want your help because we want to serve you better as, an, yep. as, a, as a community, as an audience. Just tremendous stuff. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Thank you both for, for sharing so much. Well, you, you guys have, have shared so much. I want to give each of you a chance to uh, give an idea. Uh, what are your top one or two takeaways uh, that you want people to really leave this episode with? I'll start with you, Tim. Me? Oh, yeah. I was going to say, start okay, with Danny. Okay, Danny, you oh, go first. Go start ahead. with Danny. So <laughs> I, oh, I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And it's actually something that, that, that Tim said, you know, for it is that bit about shining that light. What did you say, Tim? Shining that light into the blind spot. Blind spot. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, it, me as a professional, that stuck out to me immediately. Just that, that is really the process in so many ways. And I'll say once more and leave your audience with this. Um, this topic is human to human, right? And, and I think that's the way we should live our lives, our personal lives and our business lives. And I think we can combine these ways into our everyday and that it is a fine guiding way to live and to move forward and to grow all those around us professionally and personally. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So two final thoughts. I mean, I, I guess, I guess one of them would be, I, I mean, this is kind of funny, I guess is, you know, if you're, you, if you're listening and you're like, holy crap, this sounds great, but that sounds overwhelming. Then my final thought would be to, to call me or reach out to me on LinkedIn. <laughs> I'd be happy to have this dialogue. And, you know, I, because I'm passionate about making a difference for people. And I think organizations have one of the best opportunities to, to cure their programs in a way that does make a difference for people in, in a lot of areas of their lives. And so, uh, yeah, that, that'd be my first thought. And then my second thought uh, would be, you know, my second tip, if you will, or, or whatever takeaway would be, you know, is to, to challenge ourselves to be, to, to grow. Uh, I think that's what this is all about, that our audiences want to grow. And the more that we can for ourselves continue to grow and stretch ourselves and our limits, the more we can see opportunities to do that for others, like people mirror people. Right. So I think that would be, I don't know if that makes any sense, but that's what's there for me. So. Now it's, it's, this is great. It's, it's all about shifting mindset. That's where it starts. It's got, you've got to be willing to take that leap, that vulnerable leap that uh, to shift that mindset so you can grow 
And Dan, like you said, you got to shine the light at those blind spots because that is that is where you're not looking today. And that's where a lot of your customers are standing. A lot of the, the people that you serve are standing and going, oh, they, they forgot about me. You know, they're not yeah. serving me like they used to. Guys, this has just been brilliant stuff. So if you could each take a couple seconds, tell people how, the best way to connect with you. And, and I'm going to encourage everybody, please reach out, connect with them. They and and. Keep track of what they're doing. They're both doing amazing, amazing work, cutting edge stuff that is, uh, and cutting edge doesn't even really <laughs> describe it. It's just, it's transformational stuff that they are doing. And it's just so important to, to the industry. So Danny, tell us, uh, tell us the best way to contact you and uh, anything that you're, you're excited to be working on right now. Sure, sure. Um, absolutely. So my name is Danny Hardman. I'm currently serving folks, customers, and I say friends alike at PRG, which is the production resource group. If anybody wants to get a hold of me, you can find me on LinkedIn. It'll be easy because I have a really weird name. <laughs> my first name is actually Danton, which is D-A-N. T-O-N, Danton, it's French, whatever, you know, something like that. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and you can find me on LinkedIn. My last name is Hardman. So maybe that's the best way. Danton Hardman. I'm as friendly as they come. I want to meet you anytime, anywhere. And the things that are exciting, it's just, I can't wait to see where we go. I, I live at this intersection of, you know, big production technology. I'm a tech geek on the side. I'm an always got my fingers in entrepreneurial uh, projects. I'm just here to be curious about the world, rise people up and uh, support the industry, the event industry that I love and uh, give my family a dude they can be proud of. How about that? Oh uh, yeah, so I can I could be reached on LinkedIn. It's not that hard to find me, Timothy Simpson, even though it's a pretty common name, but look for the guy that's wearing a shirt that says Giddy Up, then you'll find me. It's a black shirt with white writing. And I, I'm currently working with the design studio at Merritt's Global Events. And so, you know, I'm, I'm busy consistently working with our clients on the very things we're talking about, right? Which is really pushing the limits and, thinking about how we make, get even more out of our investments and also creating, you know, just rabid loyalty through the experience and, and, and leaving people better than when we found them. And, you know, I kind of, I kind of do that every day. That's my, and I, I, I talk to my kids about that. It's kind of a family value of mine. So I think that this is a work that I believe is worth doing. So absolutely human to human. And get your human in touch with these humans here because they are they are making a difference, making a difference, guys. Thank you so much for joining me today. Really, really appreciate you sharing your wisdom and and all the stuff. And I know you got a lot of minds blown out there, and those those gears starting to shift and starting to turn in people's heads and going, man. It's time. We need to do. And you, anyone on board right now is going to be making a huge difference and, and going to be really standing out in a lot of positive ways. So thanks for joining me today. Thank you. You got it. And everyone, continue to come back here to Trade Show You. Continue to binge and learn and get better so you can connect better with uh, with the humans in your business world. Thanks for checking out. Come back here to campus each time at Trade Show University. We'll see you next time.